0: To are we there yet? An exploration, and education, and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick
1: Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime starship goldfish. Okay. That's a very obscure cut. <laughs> it's a small animated project uh, that was made a pilot that I helped fund uh back oh. on way back on fucking like indiegogo or something like <laughs> oh my god maybe a decade ago yeah. <laughs> oh no like a while ago
0: uh brendan look down at the ground ground yourself you're you're okay
1: <laughs> oh it's falling away beneath me i'm spiraling into the air uh-oh Oops. this is a i'm old not again uh, i bring it up though because it is a very good animated pilot uh that I believe everyone deserves to go or deserves should go watch because it deserves the attention. Uh, <laughs> you earned it, champ. <laughs>
2: watch this Good thing. for you.
1: <laughs> you earned a little treat. Uh, <laughs> and I bring it up because it's a very dedicated, hardworking team behind it that worked on that project and really enjoy animation.
2: Because, because
1: that's what we're well. We're not watching that today. <laughs> we're watching something <laughs> similar. <laughs> we're watching. Uh, keep your hands off the Izekai. That's not it at all. No? How's it pronounced? Ezeken. Ezeken. You know I'm yeah, uh when,
0: when I was looking up the show, because I was looking for Izekai, I was like, is this the right one? Because this is just a fully different word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly from my eloquent intro just now, I'm great at the speaking sounds. So... yes. <laughs> It should come no surprise when I actually have to say a Japanese word, I stumble upon it. <laughs> uh, no, I've been
0: playing around with Duolingo with uh, Japanese uh, j- just for fun, just for funsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nothing else is going on, so might as well leave this with some skill. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I truly am amazed. Like, uh, oh, learned all the hiragana. Oh, all of these sounds that can be used, and of which. The words I'm learning use about five of them interchangeably. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I don't know which is
1: which. Mm-hmm.
2: Japanese is hard. I also did Japanese rough. on Duolingo for a while. And then once it got to sentences, Duolingo is especially frustrating because they just teach you sentences without explaining like the sentence structure or anything like Ooh, that. That's mm-hmm. rough.
0: Yeah, yeah. But They've started getting better. They're better with like, hey, t- uh, pick the tips and we'll vaguely explain it but it's still not like hey uh their sentence structure is just completely fucked up with what you're used to so yeah it's <laughs> entirely
1: different
2: yeah i know like words uh oh no oh i know <laughs> how to say i know how to say do you speak english <laughs> i feel like that's good enough that's all
1: you really need Fair yeah. i would need that and Help where's me, the bathroom i can coast through japan I remember finding out some Japanese people even have trouble with kanji. I was like, wow, I can't, no, I'm not even going to try. There's a lot of it. It's just so crazy. As I was
0: going through, it was like, yeah, there's going to be a lot. Sometimes we just have to spell it out to be like, hey, no, not that one, this one.
2: It's like, they just use a different word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like in anime, they always talk about like, oh, your name is this, but it's actually this and all that stuff. It's written this way. Characters. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine like the whole if, like, a, thing in your name built
0: for metaphors. <laughs>
2: yeah, like the whole thing in your name with Twilight also meaning what is it? Like who are you or something? Uh, right. It's, you know, but that's you know. <laughs> I Imagine
1: if I took Duolingo, the owl would just start heavily drinking while teaching me and like be smoking like a pack <laughs> a day. Like, all right, we're fucking, we're getting through this. We gotta, I, I gotta get you an A on that test or I don't get paid this weekend. Just real struggling. <laughs> Have you tried paying attention to your lesson? No, not at all. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> You're I'm the only stuff.
0: person in the world who isn't constantly harassed by the owl. Because It's like, <laughs> oh,
1: fuck, not again.
0: <laughs> I'm just, just putting it off until like 11.59 every day of like, all right, here's your daily reminder. Uh, <laughs> just see it and, and good it's luck.
1: The owl reminds me at 5.20 every day. So then when I get back to him, it's like, nope, I'm off the clock. It's it's 5.40 now. I'm done, sir. <laughs> get away from me. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, does uh, this show have anything to do with Duolingo? No. No. Uh, just uh, trying to get
1: a brand I, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy needs to pay rent.
0: <laughs> yeah, really going for sponsorships. Uh I'm uh your insomnia boy has been uh on and off uh being a- awake since 3 a.m. So, weird energy day. <laughs> no
1: focus in my brain. So the traditional handler for me is off the rails. So, yes. uh, D, oh, get no. ready. It's going to be a punchy episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it was doomed from the start. Dugan is the handler. I thought I handled both of you. Oh, <laughs> Maybe okay. I just the... let. I just let Dugan think that uh, he handles you. <laughs> I <laughs>
0: pretend to uh, handle host things, but then equally get distracted, but just am uh, more egotistical
1: about my role. <laughs> you give Dugan the Xbox controller, but it's unplugged, and you just yes. you let him think he's playing. <laughs> All right, then it's going to be an average show for you, then, D. Yeah,
2: probably. As always.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, the show is, I mean, do either of you know anything about this? I know it's got uh, pretty wide fame. Uh, when it first yeah. came out, so you might have heard. I
2: I never watched it, but I know about it, and I know as I mentioned last time, it's Masaki Uasa. He wrote mm-hmm. it, so mm-hmm. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. All I know is what we learned uh, at the end of last week's episode. So uh, yeah, I know it's about uh, an anime club, and that's it. Yeah,
1: P- pretty much. It's with <laughs> Shirobako. It was uh, girls starting an anime club in high school and then getting jobs in the field later. This is just, like, the prequel to it. It's it's just them. It's still in high school. Uh, different girls, though. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I watched it all when it first came out, and it's just... It's so good at motivating you, and then I'm so bad at not following up on that motivation. <laughs> uh, using any excuse to not. Because <laughs> it's just... It's it's very entertaining to see, that like, how... Uh, we'll see when we watch the episodes. Um, but how... Um, passionate they are about like every step of the process of animating and drawing and creating stuff and it's just it's very fun to see without the <laughs> realistic stress of uh, studio like in Shirobako yeah. where it's still like <laughs> fun in high school and the stakes are you know high for them but low in like the grand scheme of things so it's like oh, they won't be homeless and unemployed and struggling to survive if they fuck this show up so it's like ah, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna get war flashbacks yeah <laughs> Hopefully, I can't promise
0: you.
2: Oh goodness!
0: If they use FTP to, to transfer their data,
1: I, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so instead of spare fastbacks, out, I broke out into a cold sweat. <laughs> uh, so I hopefully it be it's if nothing else, very fun and exaggerated. So I hope that'll keep us invested in having a good time.
2: Yay! Sweet.
0: So yeah, we're gonna watch the first three episodes. The inspiration of ah, the, the colors. I can see it all in my mind. <laughs> it's
1: like the ending of 2001 Space Odyssey, but entertaining. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> what a, a bold claim.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about that movie, but I feel like people have opinions on it. Good. All right, quick
1: little derail for me. Uh, the movie's good. The book is better. The last 20 minutes is just Kubrick sucking his own dick. So that's what uh. I'll say. <laughs> Got it. The ending could have Uh, been streamlined a lot. (laughs) We are Um, laser
0: focused this episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like this. Welcome back. Let's let's insult Kubrick for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I got problems with cinema.
1: (laughs) It's weird because I like this show and I'm immediately distracted. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I have
0: anger energy for some reason. <laughs> also, I'm, this is delightful. <laughs> I'm in a blankie. I feel safe. Let me lash
1: out at others. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh yeah, let's just get right into it because I feel like we'll have yeah. a lot to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode one. Once again, I wrote all the names down. This is all subtitled, so I got the names spelled correctly. I'm not going to say them right, so bear with me.
2: <laughs> the only name I don't remember is the glasses girl.
1: Which one has glasses?
2: The tall one.
0: Yeah, I... (laughs) Kanamori. We'll get into them, but I had nicknames for all of them. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, you you have defining characteristics. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hat, tall, model. Uh, I got model, tall, and main, so... Main. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Protag. All right, Uh, so we start off, uh, episode one starts with a young uh, Midori Azazuka. Yeah, the last name's... Bad mouth times for me. Um, She's the main. (laughs) She's the protag. She's the hat. We see her in like sixth grade moving to a new city with her family. And uh, little Babu, real Tommy Pickles vibes for me. Mm.
2: (laughs) me. Um, I see
1: it. And when uh, she's like a little car sick in the ride, she's kind of like a little, you know, mopey, a little sad about going to a new new city and, you know, got to deal with all that shit. Uh, But then once they get to the town... Uh, once they get to the city and she sees the apartment, she starts getting excited and looking around because the layout of it is wild. And she starts running around checking out the rest of the city and the layout of the city is wild. Like her Mm -hmm. apartment building is over top of a river. Like it flows underneath the building and they got like a bridge that overlooks it and stairs that go down into a parking structure that go into a subway that go into like, it's hard to explain because it is so visually reliant, but it's just like, the city just isn't just beautiful
0: a, solar punk aesthetic
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's it's it feels like it's in the future but not by much and it's just like a wild like future city and it's not like a t- typical japanese suburb or t- a small town or anything
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, the the explanation was like, since it's, like, partially built over the water, the infrastructure is just fucked. So they just patchwork, like, staircases to different levels and just bridges everywhere. So it's just, it makes no sense, but they're just trying to keep the city from falling into the water.
1: And it <laughs> looks
0: great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it it works aesthetically. Me, it reminds me a lot of the city in Kill a Kill, the way it's all connected.
1: Oh. I have not yeah. seen Kill a Kill.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, the city is similar. It's like all on top of each other, and then the school is at the top. Mm,
1: interesting. Yeah,
2: we'll get it's a to little a little similar. different, but similar.
1: <laughs> uh, so she's running around, and she is being inspired by this city. She is immediately taking out a sketch pad and uh, start doodling everything she sees, like everything she sees, and she is really all struck by all of it. So we see her getting excited and being passionate about that. And then one day there's a nasty storm a-brewing. So her mom's like, I gotta go run out, pick your dad up from the train station with the car because the storm's so bad. So you stay here and just, like, watch an anime and just, like, keep safe. (laughs) She's like, okay. And (laughs) I love that she shuts, like, the windows and it's, like, a storm Barricade, like it's like mm-hmm. a metal grate that goes down. You'd see in front of like stores in like a mall, and then it's like a heavier metal sheet that goes down in front. It's like, damn, how big's the storm? <laughs> but at least they're prepared for it. Like, they clearly the apartment's built for it. So
0: yeah, yeah we got them
1: ocean kaiju. So uh, <laughs> it's always better no, save them. Shucks. Sorry, <laughs> feels like it. Uh, so yeah, she just settles down on the couch and wraps up in a blanket, just gets all cozy and get ready to watch some anime. She just picks one she finds, uh, and it's called Conan of the Lost Island, and something about it hits her. She just, something about it like hits a nerve inside of her, and she is transfixed to it. She is mesmerized by it, and while she's watching in all the different scenes, uh, her inner monologue is saying it's the first anime she realized was actually made by someone. It wasn't mm-hmm. just shot and like recorded, and like this is all real place. This is something like people put effort, coordinated like these scenes and stuff, and it really, really woken her third eye for anime.
2: <laughs> I love it because it's like a obviously it's an anime within an anime, but the style is so like distinctly different. Like it's very Ghibli esque. Mm-hmm. It's like, very it.
1: in the Valley. Um, it's yeah, it looks great, and it's it's fun to watch, and then it's fun to see her like, kind of dissecting it and, like, consuming it, getting it, get, enjoying the feast that is this sh- show. Uh-huh. And uh, once you watch that, and we cut away to the opening. And this opening fucking slaps. Mm. <laughs> I will have no it, arguments on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it is more repetitive than others, but it's fine because it's gorgeous, it's
1: uh, so catchy, it's uh, beautiful, I love it. Mhm. Mm. It's very colorful and fun uh and then when we come back uh we see uh i just got a call her midori that's what i wrote for all my notes uh we see midori yeah. on top on the rooftop of the school check that one off rooftop uh and she's got binoculars and she's just scouting out it looks like it's like the uh, it's not the cultural festival but it's like the yeah beginning of club the school rush you, club rush that's it where yeah clubs are trying to recruit new people and stuff um, so, everyone's gathered out front of the school, and like it's like you know, everyone's out in public uh, bumping up against each other. And she's got binoculars out and sketching it all down and just trying to get all the characters and all the people that are having fun down there. And uh, we see her very tall, lanky friend come up, uh, Kanamori, Kanamori is her name. Kanamori. And she brings out just like a lunch for her. She's like, Oh, here you go, uh, Midori. I bought you your food. And Midori's like, Oh, where's my change? She's like, ha ha service fee i'm keeping it it's like shit i didn't think about that
2: this girl Valid. loves money and i love her mm-hmm.
1: she's great the shrewd businessman <laughs> <laughs> and uh she says like uh kind of more says like oh you're sketching everyone why don't you go down there and like get a better view instead of having to use binoculars from the rooftop midori's like nah. i don't i don't like crowds i do better it's easier for me to just stay up here and get a better view from everyone and drawing from a distance and uh, she's like, "Oh, Kanamori, the anime club's doing like front of the club rush stuff. They're showing a screening of an anime. You want to come with me?" She's like, "No." Ah, come on! <laughs> it's like I need someone to go with me. I don't want to go alone. I don't want to feel awkward by myself. And she's like, "Cool." I don't want to go though. She's like, "Ah!" It's like, "What if I, what if I promise to buy you uh, a milk when we go to the bathhouse later?" It's like, "Make it two, and I'll do it." <laughs> so yeah, You're very profit, <laughs> very shrewd. And uh, Kanamori asks what uh, Midori is looking at, all, <laughs> looking at all the time from the rooftop. Midori says she's like scouting out the school because once again the layout of it is so insane. How it's on the waterfront and there's a giant clock on the front of the school, but because it's right above them, they can't really see it that well. So the only place you could really see it would be across the bay, and then across <laughs> the bay there's another building with a giant clock that they have to look at because it's easier than like craning their neck upwards. And like, yeah, the rivers go underneath it, and then there's walkways, and then there's like valleys in between. Like, there's a river in between two of the buildings. And she just goes on about like how insane the school's like structure is, and how fun it is, and how she one day wants to use it for an anime. Like, she wants to create that and have that as the setting because it's so. I want to go there so bad. It just looks. It just looks like a wild like art installation, but it's the whole building, and um. Yeah, so she says she wants to use it for like the setting of an anime she wants to make one day, and then oh, and then this is where Kanamori agrees. Like, all right, fine, I'll go to the anime club for you. No, she says, make it four bottles. <laughs> no, she's like, she's like, this is just extortion now. She's like, you you want something from me? I want something from you. This is how it works. So are
2: they friends? I mean, yes, but also. Mm. <laughs>
1: Uh, I related too much to Kanamori. I mean, I've gone on record being a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it saying. is
0: a very comfortable dynamic. It doesn't feel exploitive. Because, <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm here with you, but my time comes with a fee.
1: First, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I have limited time. Uh, so they end up going to, like, an uh, auditorium where the anime club's having a screening, and they sit down, and lo and behold, the screening is of Conan of the Lost Island the very anime mm-hmm. that inspired Midori so she's like um is like what's you know why is there a whole club devoted to anime like why so you know why is this so special why are there as many people here there aren't a ton but it's you know more than I thought there would be just for watching a show and Midori goes off explaining like every shot be like they gotta angle it this way and then they have to make it look realistic but then you know real if it was realistic it wouldn't work that way so they have to bend it slightly within the anime and just go- goes rambling on about her love Uh, both of anime as, like, the genre of, like, animation in general, but then this particular one, because she's watched it so much and analyzes the scenes, um, talking about the shape of, like, a ship and how it has to fly and how, you know, it's kind of just hovering and has to use anti-gravity devices to do so, um, and just how they have to work that with the composition of the characters and stuff, and just going off and off and off. And it's clear she is a big old nerd, (laughs) but it's very endearing. Mm -hmm. And, uh while she's rambling, we see another girl sneak into the auditorium, and then as soon as she sneaks in, like, two sort of bouncer-looking guys in, like, black turtlenecks and uh, sunglasses come running in after her, like, clearly looking for her, um, and she runs up to Kanamori and Midori, and she's like, hi, my name's Tsubami uh, uh, Mizusaki, and she says, like, uh, I I think she says, like, I'm a first year, I, I was, you know, running around, I was interested in coming to the anime screening, but I can't say right now, hey, can I borrow your hat real quick? I was like, what? And then <laughs> they hear the guys burst into the auditorium and when they look over at them, they look back at the girl and she's gone and uh, she stole Midori's hat. And she we just see her running down the stairs like, thanks for the hat, I gotta go. And the like, <laughs> bodyguard guys are running after her. So we got a chase sequence. Oh boy. <laughs> and Kanamori's kind of like, well, this is more interesting than anime. Let's see what's happening with her. And they go chasing after her and to get her hat back, Midori's hat back. So they end up finding her uh the girl uh uh on like a stage like that's not being used like a theater stage and uh the bouncer looking guy caught her and she's kind of just yelling at him of like you know i just wanted to go watch the anime screening i wasn't gonna join the club like you know you don't have to keep tailing me like this and uh midori and kanamori are like well how do we help her we got to get her hat back and you know it looks like she's having a rough time with that guy what do we do and kanamori just hits a button and like the stage below them starts lifting up and they're like i guess we'll go talk to her she's like what, like, what? <laughs> no i what no like
2: terrible idea
1: i can't <laughs> talk i don't do well with strangers let alone people in general and they end up just walking up to him and they're like oh i got this cool idea what if we and she just grabs uh mizazaki and just they just start running like they just pull her out of that situation and just start booking it and so the bouncer looking guy starts running after them. But because it's like a stage with like theater stuff like laying around, they have all these weird like switches and stuff. So Midori starts hitting him and a trapdoor opens, but it's not next to him. So um, <laughs> she pulls like another one and the background changes and she pulls like another switch. And the stairs he's running up turn into a slide. And then he slides down right into the trapdoor they opened earlier. So it's like, ooh, we got a budget win.
2: budget they had for this set? <laughs> this school is wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, what is this show? <laughs> it's just, it, it looks the way it does because it needs to, not because there's any realism in it. Yeah. And uh, they get away from, you know, the theater area, and they uh, take a break, and uh, when they grab uh, Misaki uh, she was drinking strawberry milk, and when they pulled her away, she spilled it all over herself. So she's, like, cleaning herself off and laughing, saying, like, no, 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 that wasn't, like, a bad guy. That's, like, my family's, like, bodyguard. My parents sent him to follow me to keep me from joining the anime club. He's not, like, a criminal or something. <laughs> you weren't rescuing me.
2: Imagine getting hired for that job. She's like, hey, follow my daughter around all day and make sure she doesn't watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> make
1: sure she doesn't enjoy the things she's passionate about. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're paying me, so I will, but like, wow. Hey,
0: uh, she's smoking a big blunt, but that's not on the list of things she <laughs> can't do. Is this cool?
1: Is this <laughs> that's Yeah, fine. as
0: long as it's not like a, a Naruto rapper.
1: It <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got Sasuke on the wrapper, so you gotta take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take my crack pipe. Uh, and so they get away from him. And say, well,. Uh, yeah, you got strawberry milk spilled all over you. And it's like, well, uh, we got to go clean that up. And it's like, wait, you were you wanted to join the anime club? It's like, yeah, my parents want me to be a, like an actress. So they're trying to keep me away from, you know, animating and stuff I'm actually excited about. And uh, while they're talking, it just gets louder and louder. And we hear like a crowd just kind of approaching and they turn around and they see just everyone leaning out of doors and windows, like waving at Mizuzaki and like cheering and stuff. They're like, hey, let's... Get away from all of this. This is a lot of people, and we gotta—you know—we'll take you to the laundromat to get you cleaned up. So, uh, they lead her to this little laundromat that's kind of tucked away from everywhere else, and it's like really compact and just like definitely looks like it's straight out of like Spirited Away with like all these pipes going in and out of yeah. the building, and like this big air conditioning unit in the doorway that you have to crouch underneath to get in. And um, we see Mizazaki's like, uh, <laughs> I like that she talks. She sees like a cat sleeping in like a doorway. Be like, oh hey little buddy, is this where you sleep? Inventory's like, that's where people sleep. You just walked into someone's house because they had the door open. She's like, people live down here. And like
2: It's so it's, small. What? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> this is the size of my cat's house. <laughs> yeah. She's clearly the out of touch rich girl, but like not in a, like a shitty like mean way. Not yeah, the, she's oh. really sweet. Not in the
2: oh ho, ho, ho,
1: way. But like, <laughs> You all know that rich anime girl.
0: <laughs> what can yeah, a we cat all know house one? cost?
1: <laughs> Seven dollars. <laughs> Seven dollars. <laughs> and um so they go to a laundry mat and uh yeah, they take her shirt off and throw it in. And uh while they're um, waiting for the laundry to be done, they just go upstairs to like the little like a little lobby area to just sit down and relax and they're like, Oh yeah, the bathhouse is connected up here too uh, so we sometimes go there. And um, she's saying uh, Mizuzaki's saying like oh, I love this building, but like buildings are so hard for me to draw, especially something like so unique as this. And they're like, Oh, you draw? She's like, Oh yeah, I want to be an animator. And she pulls out her sketchbook and uh, shows them both. And looking through it, it's a lot of like character designs and like uh, uh, figure drawings figure and stuff drawings. like that. Yeah. So and a lot of details about like the specific movement of characters and stuff. And while they're looking at that, Kanamori just reaches into Midori's backpack and pulls out her sketchbook and hands it over without <laughs> even asking. She's like, what? No, don't show her. It's like, no, shut up. You're an artist and animator as well. I'm showing another nerd. And uh, when they look through Midori's sketch pad, it's a lot of, like, image and storyboards, and it's a lot of, like, concept art, and it's a lot of, like, very detailed uh, stuff, but it's a lot of, like, broader world-building stuff than rather than the characters. Mm-hmm. And they both end up being pretty impressed by each other's work. They're like, oh, wow, you're really good at this. They're like, oh, yeah, but you're good at this, which I'm terrible at and stuff like that. So it ends up just being two animation nerds just kind of gushing over each other and freaking out. It's very Just adorable. Just kiss already. Get it. <laughs> Come on. I don't have all day. <laughs> it's episode one. It's not even close to a quick burn. It's not even a slow burn. Uh, so uh, Midori's like, wait, what if we do a layover? And it's like, oh, what's that? And she pulls out uh, a, a page from her sketchbook and a page from uh, Mizuzaki, uh, Mizuzaki's uh sketchpad, and they, she lays them over top of each other so it's, like, a character drawing from one and a background to the other. They mix them together. And like, oh, wow, that actually looks really cool.
2: Wow, that looks like a thing.
1: <laughs> what does that remind me of? And they start, you know, sketching on a little bit, adding a little more details to, like, blend it in a little more. Uh, so they seem like they're uh, one drawing more so. And Kanamori asks, he's like, hey, she says, uh, hey, do you want to make an anime? And they both go, what? What are you talking about? And they're like, well, you both really love drawing and you both want to work on animation. You should make an anime. And Mizuzaki's like, I can't join the anime club. My parents forbid it. And Kanamori's like, cool, we'll start our own. You won't join the anime club. You'll join our anime club, basically.
2: (laughs) It's a lie club.
1: (laughs) You know, like liars. (laughs) Uh, And Kanamori says, like, I'm not an artist in any way, but I can help with other things, like funding or, like, you know, keeping stuff on track. So, and they're like, why are you interested in why would you want to to like start an anime club if you're not interested in anime she's like well a famous fashion model like uh mizuzaki starting her own anime sounds like an easy way to rake in that sweet cash it's like really she's like yeah really (laughs) she
0: is famous already so So. i can write these (laughs) coattails
1: yeah (laughs) very ambitious and so the two artists start sketching away and they see like another doodle they have and it's a little like machine pod and uh um, starts doodling on it and expanding expanding on it further and further and uh figuring out what exactly what it would do and they think like oh it would be uh what it would do what it would need around it the setting in the world that it would fit in and all this other stuff and they're just drawing more and more and more on top of it and uh while they're sketching away we actually transition into like a conceptual drawing world where it's all real sketchy and stuff and uh like watercolory. Mm-hmm. and one uh, little th- uh detail i love about this setting because we go to this kind of concept art world a lot is all the sound effects are made by the voice actors
2: yeah like, mm-hmm.
1: they're all just them like making those like like doing their own foley for it and i thought that's so fun it's an incredible detail yeah it adds so much to it um and it's, in the concept world, it's, it's not them trolling, it's them physically building the machine now. Like, they got, like, uh, tools and engineering, uh, hard, hard hats and stuff like this, so they're actually building the machine now. And it ends up being this, like, dragonfly-type ship. The And the little pod that started out, it's like the cockpit for it. And they just expanded and expanded from beyond that. And while they're working on it, we see uh, Mizazaki's like, bodyguards start running in, chasing after him. They're like, oh, shit, we gotta go. And they start rushing for takeoff and, you know, unlatching the uh, foot guards and stuff, and like taking away the fuel, te- uh, fuel pipe and stuff, and uh, le- letting it so it can take off and fly. And then once they're up in the air, they're really enjoying themselves. And up, oh, the guards have their own ship too, so that it turns out to be like a uh, you know dogfight in the air chase sequence. So we got uh, both ships flying around, and uh, they're flying through the city. Still, it's still like the city they're in, but it's like you know exaggerated. And the skyscrapers go up to the you know sky now. And we see, um, uh, was it? Midori starts, like, it's like, all right, we gotta escape them somehow. There's, like, a tight alleyway up ahead. We'll fly through it. And they're like, oh, our ship's too big. It's like, no, 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 we'll fly sideways. And as she's getting closer to the alleyway to, like, you know, flip sideways and fly through it, one of the wings break on the dragonfly. So, uh, Mizazaki and uh, Kanamori are like, shit, we gotta take care of this. And just leave the ship, like, go outside of it and grab mm-hmm. onto the door and then hang upside down from the door to shift the weight so the entire ship will flip si- uh, sideways to get through the alleyway and we see them fly through and we see the ship chasing them crash into it and explode and once they make it out of the alleyway they straighten back out and it's just this like massive universe in front of them like uh, as the background of like the rest of the city and it's just this very like all-inspiring scene and yeah uh, once they get inspired by it they kind of snap out of it and, like oh shit what time is it and they realize they <laughs> kind of got swept up in their doodle and they've been actually drawing for like a lot longer than they planned to i don't think hours but yeah a lot longer and they're like oh god no uh, like i gotta fucking go i gotta watch something uh on tv tonight some interview i forget what she said and they're like oh can't you just tape it she's like no i gotta watch it live and then i watch it taped like i gotta watch both <laughs> And she's like, I, I gotta go. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll you know, show you the way to the station since we showed you how to get here. We'll show you a quick way to get back to the station. And they run out. And um, I love that Midori's like, how fast can you run? What was it, 200 kil- kilometers or something?
2: 100 meters in one second.
1: Yeah, wh- how fast can you run 100 meters? And uh, Mizuzaki says, I can do it. In- well, when I was a kid, I can do it in uh, like one second. And I'm not good with metric. But I'm assuming that was because <laughs> when she was a little kid, she was exaggerating. Like, I'm so fast, I can run this fast. Like, yeah. And it's it, she still kind of has that mentality of, like, <laughs> I can do insane superhuman stuff just because she wants to and has that imagination still. And Victoria's like, oh, I can do it in eight seconds. It's like, well, uh, last one there has to buy all the other ones, like, milk. And uh, Kanamari's like, all right, guys, this is ridiculous. We can't run that fast. And if anyone, you know, whoever loses there has to buy all the others two bottles of milk. And that's how it's going to be. We're going to go. And she just takes off. Like she gets like the uh, you
2: know,
1: jump She's start. She's got
2: the height advantage. She's got the long
0: legs. legs. The big old legs. Also, there's just such a strong milk economy in
2: this <laughs> It's really heavily focused I on wanna milk. I want to try this milk. <laughs> it's just plain milk supposedly, but it must be delicious. <laughs> I don't even like milk we did see strawberry milk so we're working with some
0: flavors
1: there's but, variety but yeah for yeah, the most but, part but, it's just plain so it's yeah, like yeah kanamori likes the
2: regular one
1: it's, she likes the milk got them big bones she's got a fuel
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's so tall it's gotta be
1: it's the milk i can't i can't The show makes it look great but i can't imagine a worse scenario of being in a Oh, hot humid bathhouse drinking milk that Ginger sounds repulsive milk. to me mm, delicious <laughs> uh yeah so they take off and they start running for the train station, and then when it cuts back to the laundromat of like their uh washing machine du- uh finishing up and they just they took off without even grabbing uh uh mizuki's uh, uh Misa- Mizuki. Ooh, I, oh i almost made it i almost made it <laughs> <They> <laughs> the, take model. Off without, the model they take off without even forgetting her shirt so they're running back and uh they're all in a full sprint, And then uh, we get the ending. Also a catchy tune. Also a catchy bob of a song. And it's just a lot of yeah. concept drawings and a lot of sketches and stuff. And it's just real fun to see uh, the characters like running around through them. Mm-hmm. And that's episode one.
0: Uh, but yeah, so we pick up in episode two. Uh, the model is climbing out of a sewer because she has to escape her handlers. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're walking around. Uh, they're talking about uh, main girl's uh, like camo backpack because she's all decked out in her camo hat and backpack. She she has a theme. Uh, but uh, she's talking about it like, yeah, I, I took all of my uh, money from uh, New Year's to buy it and uh, saved it all up. And the model girl's like, oh, wow, so it's top end. So it's like 100,000 yen, right? <laughs> and she's like, uh, mm, uh, no. no, my... Holiday money was uh, 2,500 yen. And she's like, hey, that's a lot of money. Oh, no, I'm dealing with the
1: pores. <laughs> I think Vittoria says, like, we're working folks, so it's a lot more modest.
2: <laughs> we're blue collar. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I do love uh, Kanamori's backpack. It's two sneakers, like,
2: yeah. interlocking.
1: It's really cool look.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, uh, there's always just a thread of her just being like, Oh, I have no idea how money works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so they go to start their new club, actually, like register it and get it official with the school. Uh, but main girl gets cold feet because she's like, "No, they're just gonna tell us to do the anime club. Why don't we just do it? Uh, cut out the middleman." Uh, but but tall girl pushes her through. Uh, so they go into the. Uh, teacher's lounge, talk to a teacher, and just say it's a vague film club. Hmm, Mm -hmm. that's your porno club, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Uh, no. (laughs) uh, But he's like, huh, so uh, that's vague, if you can be more specific. There was a feature film club, so if you want to make a live-action feature film, uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. And there's still, like, beating around the bush like oh yeah we we can do a, a film live action but uh, yeah, yeah we can film. we can work in those a film confines. nonetheless yeah um so they uh as that teacher is like okay let's find you a, an advisor we get just this very cryptic teacher <laughs> i i assume he <laughs> opens up we learn more about him later i just love no we uh, see him like twice no no
1: well, good you really um, don't learn then much then about him
0: <laughs> then i love it it's great he just walks up he's like mm, uh my shoulders hurt mm, uh, i guess uh managing a club will help de-stress me so he's like okay oh, all right welcome aboard uh, you just <laughs> happened to be in the break room at this time and now you're fully committed to yourself okay i'll take it sure no arguments here <laughs> uh so they get their club space, which is this old uh falling apart warehouse uh but it it 's so big it 's so cool it 's just like a utility building in this city of mostly falling apart utility buildings so <laughs> they 're like yeah just, uh, just pick wherever the, yeah there 's an abandoned bakery if you want to use that, but it 's fine <laughs> we can do we can work in the warehouse um but they uh start. Uh, cleaning it up Uh, they're uh, looking at all the like holes in the ceilings and walls and they're like hey uh, typically club budgets are like 150,000 yen so like $1,500 and uh, most of this money's gonna go to repairs we have to figure something out because uh, literally uh, I can see the sun (laughs) through the (laughs) roof Uh, but uh, they start sort of uh uh Dipping into their imagination on oh, it's gonna be a fancy Hollywood studio with vending machines and tables, and here's a sound stage. But they're all just uh, getting way ahead of themselves. Uh, this
2: did give me a flashback of like studios. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: we've been because like I, I was like oh no, you know, too close. They're
2: cool. Like upon upon first impression, like I I also went to nickelodeon studio for the open call for blues clues (laughs) (laughs) and like that's a really cool studio to go to because there's just cool art everywhere and like a really big courtyard Mm. (laughs) so i was just like wow that's the fun part isn't it (laughs) that's the dream
1: oh and yeah they say like a club's budget is this and then the advisor comes in and he's like yeah but you guys like ain't really a club hit you haven't proven yourself so you don't have any budget so good luck (laughs) Yeah, you
0: just said you want to do a thing with no proof, so, um, yeah, you really gotta work hard to gain our trust. Yeah. Um, but, uh, as they're going through fantasy stuff, uh, they slip back into anime fantasy land, and, uh, uh, main girl has a propeller skirt, which is basically just, like, a helicopter backpack around her waist. So, uh, they start talking through the logistics of, like, how it would work, and, like, the counter rotations, and all their, like, concept art uh, going through, and naturally she falls through the railing on the second floor uh, to the ground below. But uh, luckily, yep. <laughs> yeah, luckily uh, Tall Girl was filming it. <laughs> sure, yeah, she was ready for every uh, inevitability. Um, <laughs> well, she was, she, taking,
1: she was already taking video of, like, the holes and stuff to, like, figure out what they have to fix and stuff, so.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, but she captures the footage... And it's like, okay, I think we just secured our funding. We're going to take this to basically uh, just whatever sort of uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. We can sell <laughs> yeah, Japan's <this to."> <laughs>
2: Funniest Home Videos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Just selling her out immediately. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we can get some money. And that's our renovation budget. So <laughs> that's taken care of. Don't worry. Uh, it's uploaded. Someone will get back to me eventually. Uh, so they... Uh, go back to the teachers and they're like oh wait no it's dangerous for kids we will take care of this don't you worry we can uh, take care of this and as tall girls like yeah I have a video if you want to see it they're like mm, don't send that anywhere that's an accident liability for us uh, so don't do it and they're all Ooh. like oh fuck oh no <laughs> dude, it's already Oops. uploaded I hope no one sees no one gets back to me I uh, just no one buy it yeah yeah um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're, they have their funding for some renovations, so that helps, but they're still gotta get to work. Uh, so they, uh, next day go back, they plan to start, but, uh, the model girl moved in some old couches from her place, and they're sort of having a little party to be like, hey, yeah, we, we got space, so yeah, we're, we're a big time company now, <laughs> <And the> showbiz, <laughs> here we go, uh. So, uh, uh, she casually mentions that these are three million, uh, yen couches, so super <laughs> duper expensive. And, uh, main girl's like, oh no, I accidentally stabbed one with a fork. Ugh, I ruined this. <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, so, uh, they're. Uh, tall girls like, hey, we need to start working. We need to do something. <laughs> uh, so they're like, okay, let, let's start figuring out. Uh, and uh, the two uh, girls that are into the animation are getting like hyper bogged down with the specifics of like, ooh, I need a, a gritty style, of realistic, uh, the, like rotoscope t- just like way too specific for, hey, what are we
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, Already <laughs> lost in the weeds.
0: Yeah, so Tall Girl's like, how about a genre? Can we pick what type of movie we're gonna make? Can we start somewhere? Because right now, we have nothing. And they're like, oh, you can't box up my creativity. Like <laughs> that. It's all... Uh, I, I gotta let the juices flow. That's how my non-existent work I've never done uh, happens. So, uh... They're... Going through it, and in uh, her head, Tall Girl is like, I can't stifle their creativity yet. Uh, I I don't have their money yet. So (laughs) I guess I gotta uh, work with them. And just like really takes on the like studio producer
1: role of like, "Mm, I'll I'll give you the funding, but we gotta squeeze every penny out of this. (laughs) Even when they went to talk to the teacher the first time about starting the club, it's like, oh, there's already an anime club. How are we gonna get it done? Godmory says, Uh, We'll settle this with money or violence if it comes to it. I was like, Mm -hmm. ah, a true production icon.
2: (laughs) Very Uh, practical.
0: (laughs) The exact person you want on your side. Yes. Because if they aren't, oh no. (laughs) What a hazard. Um, So they're uh, talking about all the production stuff and they're like, okay, let's start. What equipment do we need? What do we need to make this? (laughs) Because uh, in getting like, hyper-bogged with specifics, they're like, oh, we need this special type of paper with clips to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we don't have a desk. We're currently writing on concrete floors. Let's, <laughs> let's start with asking for a lightbox desk. So uh, they go back to the teacher and they're like, okay, don't drop that word. we need anime-making supplies. <laughs> we have to be more <laughs> subtle. Vague. Uh, so they go in, and main girl's like, yeah, so we're making an anime, and oh, fuck, <coughs> fuck, oh, god. Immediately. Uh, uh, so immediately drops that they need a lightbox desk for animation, and the teacher's like, but, mm, I specifically told you it has to be live action, you can't do this. But uh, tall girl... Gets very intense, and it's like the anime club is for anime research and appreciation. We are a production team. We're doing something fundamentally different by actually making a show, and just getting like very intense. Of like, these are different things.
1: (laughs) So that (laughs) you you want to like, no, no, okay, all right, fine, you win. Do you want to stifle uh, students' creativity and like uh, outreach for success? This sounds like something that should be brought up to the PTA. Like, oh (sighs) fuck.
2: Oh, no, not the parents. Yeah. <laughs> the parents that
0: don't want you doing this anyway. <laughs> mm.
1: It was a um, double bluff.
0: But yeah, so he's like, okay, just go to the anime's like old storeroom of their old shit. D- take what you need. Uh, so they go down to a a very cool like on the river uh, uh, windmill building where the blades are just like out over the river, which is Mm-hmm. Oh, that just looks like a video game, like, platformer <laughs> uh, hazard. Yeah. Very Final Fantasy. just imagine Fantasy-a. Crash Bandicoot, like, uh, dodging out of the way, going down <laughs> on
1: a jet ski. So. I was imagining very uh, Final Fantasy where it's like, yeah, put a windmill on this building. Why? Fucking why not? <laughs> all right. <just> f- fair. <laughs> mm, it needs something. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. <laughs> Make it interesting.
0: But yeah, so they go in. It's just a dusty old warehouse full of old uh, anime making stuff so uh, they get all caught up with uh, uh, how everything works they see that this building the windmill powers like a camera stand that helps you like animate backgrounds and stuff like that and uh, get motion in it Uh, uh, but they immediately get all distracted by all the stuff they find the desk and uh, the desk has a like half done sketch of the windmill spinning So they're like, "Ooh, oh, practice time. Okay, let's. uh, We have our uh, materials. Let's figure out how it works." So they uh, basically just finish this animation, uh, get it done, and uh, yeah, go through the technical things of like, "Oh, yeah, the perspective, all this." Uh, But then they uh, get it done, and they're like, "Okay, it needs something else. The wind." And this sort of inspires them jumping back into their anime fantasy world uh, where uh, they're like, oh, all the buildings in this densely populated city uh, blocking the wind so this building doesn't have power. Let's blow it up. (laughs) So... Uh, They, like, crash a motorcycle into the building and plant explosives and uh, blow it up so a breeze can come through. And then they start flooding the river so it uh, overflows and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot less uh, complex than the initial one that we saw of them, like, fleeing the attack chopper. But, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) But it is still beautiful as they're, like, sailing down the river going through this beautiful city. Uh, but then back in the real world, it starts raining and the teacher's like, hey, you were supposed to be here for like five minutes. Can we go now? <laughs>
1: uh, because them drawing it, going into that fancy world was just an excuse to draw wind. Like, oh, do we just do lines? Do we shoot debris blowing in the wind? Like, no, we have to do more. <laughs> <sighs> okay,
0: here we go. All right. Good, good working with scope. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they head home, but ooh, Tall girl has an email. She got a deposit of thirty thousand yen for the video, which airs on TV that night. Uh-oh. So everyone's like, oh Oops. fuck. Uh, and that's where we end episode two.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh episode three starts with uh, Midori and uh, uh Misuzaki um putting a sign up on the club building. They made a logo Studio Azoken, which Azoken, I guess, means film club
1: yeah basically mm-hmm.
2: yeah because in the subtitles they like they, they translate, translate it. it once and then ev- every time after that it's just Azoken. yeah um so midori and misazaki are like constantly getting ahead of themselves and a uh, tall girl because i still don't remember her name <laughs> uh kanamori is yes. that it
1: yeah kanamori yeah.
2: Okay. Kanamori reminds them uh, that they still like have to get everything that they need, and before they even do that, they have to fix up the building. Um, and Midori is like, "Oh no, like we're fine." But then Kanamori is like, "No, like we're running out of time. Like this teacher has backed off of us for now, but if he thinks about things like logically, <laughs> like he might change his mind. So we have to do something to convince him that we're worth keeping."
1: I bullied him, and that only bought us so much time. (laughs) Once he realizes (laughs) he's the adult, it backfires. Yeah, once he's like,
0: hey, they can't tell me (laughs) what to do. That's literally my job.
2: (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Um, So they're talking about fixing up the building, and Kanamori is going on about everything they need. And the other two get distracted by a butterfly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then Midori says that they spent most of that 30,000 yen on tools to fix up the building. So they like take the time to say a prayer for the remaining money. (laughs) And then they get distracted by a raccoon dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, if we were out somewhere and we saw a little raccoon dog pop his head in somewhere, I'm following him like that. I'm done. That's oh, all yeah. I'm doing Good, yeah. day. Uh, all The only
2: difference is that all three of us would care about it, whereas <laughs> yeah. Kanamori was like, You guys, stop. <laughs> There's no Kanamori here. It's just all, we're all Midori <laughs> chasing after it. Um. So Kanamori puts her foot down, literally, and she's like, We're going to finish the repairs today. So they get to it, and Misazaki and uh, Kanamori are inside, and they talk about, or misazaki is talking about how cool midori is and she's like it's so impressive that she like offered to patch up the holes on the walls outside but kanamori is like it's just because she wanted to play with a drill (laughs) (laughs) she compared it to like she's like you know when it was cleanup time in elementary school and that one kid would always run to the closet for the broom but it wasn't because they wanted to sweep it was just because they wanted to have the broom that's midori (laughs) accurate um, so now we're in a space fantasy, mm-hmm. um, and it's a little, it's more detailed than like the concept world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Midori is imagining she's fixing up the outside of a spaceship when in reality she's wearing a rusty bucket and spray painting on the side of the building. <laughs> and she's not and even Kana supposed Mori... to be spray painting to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so and is like, what are please? you? <laughs> Kanamori's like, what are you doing? And then Misazaki is like, no, nah, that's cool. That's how he's fun Damn it. Um, and Kanamori's like, okay, forget this. Like, we'll, You two go up to the roof and fix the holes on the roof. Um, So they get a ladder. The two of them go up there. They look at the view. It's a pretty nice view. And then Kanamori sends up a piece of like, metal, I guess. It looks like glass, but... It's, It's like, like rigid, like the old metal. It's, like, sheet
1: metal, but, yeah, it's, like, transparent for some reason, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, like, a plastic patch piece. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So, she sends up a piece, um, and the other two are in space fantasy time. (laughs) Um, And Midori has, like, a whole spacey club room planned out, and she talks all about it, and it seems really cool, and I was like, I'm not gonna get bogged down in the details of this, because... There are too many, and it doesn't really matter. It's a lot of details. Yeah, it seems cool. Um, so back to patching up the, quote, spaceship. Um, and they, like, imagine that uh, space debris are coming at them, but it's actually hail. It started hailing. Um, and they go to get off of the roof, but the ladder fell. Um, so they call out to Kanamori, and she goes to get them. And then she, like, she goes to get out through a window which i thought was weird because there is a perfectly fine front door (laughs) i um
1: i think it yeah this wasn't really shown that well i think she was building the desk inside in front of the door and accidentally uh, locked herself in i think but yeah it wasn't really clear why she was trying to go through the window instead
2: yeah that makes sense uh but like in so in the fantasy this is translated as like She's like going through a bunch of different chambers to get through. Um, and she has to unlock the emergency lock. And in doing so, in real life, she like busts through a wall <laughs> like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> she just runs oh, through yeah. the sheet
1: metal wall.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she smells I puts the a dime up.
1: outside. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Me money. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> she she puts the ladder up just to find that midori and misazaki have already gotten down because they slid down a pipe on the side of the building (laughs) uh and she's like great okay midori you owe me more milk (laughs) because of this (laughs) look at me i burst through the wall for you
1: you owe me a week's worth of milk it's like oh that's seven milk that's expensive she's like no i'm drinking two a day that's 14 Tori's like
2: ah shit. <laughs> That's why she could burst through the wall because her bones are She's so, so strong. strong. <laughs> All that milk. She's just a tank. Yeah. Um, I love her. And they're like admiring the work they did for the day, um, and the advisor shows up, um, and he says that club budgets are being deliberated. So they're like, we got to make something to show that their club, is, show that our club is worth investing in. Um, so the next day they're like at lunch and I love this thing. They just walk up to a speaker and like, say what they want. And then the, the lunch lady just gives it to them. It,
1: yeah, it's, <laughs> it felt like a weird, unnecessary amount of middle management with like a device. Cause like, yeah, it seems like quick. they
2: can order like literally anything.
1: Yeah, they say what I think. Uh, Kanamori gets like seven croquettes and like a red bean paste mm-hmm. bun, and that's it. And milk. And milk. <laughs> Always gotta get that milk.
2: Yeah, it just seems great. I love that. How do you make it um, a chowder without a milk? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like more of showing that it's like in like a weird future, future? almost, but yeah. also not really.
1: Yeah, it's neat.
2: Um, so. Uh, They're talking about what they're going to do for the presentation. And uh, they say that they're an association, not a club yet. So the most they can ask for is 60,000 yen. Um, So Kanamori says that they should do something big and spectacular over focusing on quality. Something that'll knock the judges' socks off. Um, And they have 55 days to finish their animation. Um, They got to come up with a script. And Midori is like, oh, I have some ideas at home. So, after school, they take the train. Um, and the train is filled with ads of Misazaki. She's famous. She poses for everything. She sponsors, She's sponsored by everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and some girls recognize her, and they come over to shake her hand.
1: The one girl's wearing a um, Slipknot hat. Yeah. <laughs> Sick.
2: Um, And she's, like, a completely different person when she's interacting with fans. Like, she's really, like, well-mannered and sweet.
1: (laughs) And not feral. Yeah. (laughs) She's not, like, a gremlin. Um,
2: Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Um, So they get to her apartment. Midori pulls out her concept books, and they look over their options. And there's, like, a lot of detailed work that's very, very nice, but too complicated for what they're trying to go for.
1: Yeah, I think uh. Kanamori says for 55 days, if they want a five minute short, the number of frames they would have to do is like 3,600 a day for 50 days straight with no sleep. Like with the limits. Something limit. crazy. Yeah, something insane. They're like, all right, it's not five minutes. It's now three minutes. like cutting that down mm-hmm. immediately.
2: Yeah. Um, so they decide on the setting of like a primitive looking city that's just like cubes stacked on top of each other. And Midori is like, you know what this needs, a tank.
1: <laughs> Thank you,
2: Midori. So she she goes off about a tank she designed. Um and well, Kanamori, th- this
0: is a a very adorable tank. I love this little guy. It's, it's little based off a rice nice. cake.
2: It is.
1: Yeah, she says it's like based off the rice. I forget what it's called. Cake bun. The little like uh nigiri like the little rice uh, onigiri. Onigiri. Mm-hmm. Um, she says it's like, based off like that, that's why it's like really round, and when it fires, it rocks backwards, because the cannon shoots it so hard, it <laughs> like rolls it backwards, so it has to be round to like recoil correctly. Oh, it's so wow. little,
0: it falls over every time it shoots, it's so cute, I love this. <laughs> <film>. <laughs>
2: um, so Kanamori is like, Misazaki, can you animate that? And she's like, yeah, I'd have to practice though, I've never animated smoke or fire before. I'm more inter- interested in, like, animating people, like a girl sliding down a, a yeah, uh, the side yeah. of a hill. Yeah. Um, and Kanamori is like, well, we have to make something spectacular that would be impressive to anyone. Like, something flashy. And Suzaki is like, well, this is impressive to me. Like, I know what goes into this kind of stuff, and I think it's cool. Um, She wants to do something she cares about. No sellouts here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I won't compromise on my first piece.
1: (laughs) The only thing I've ever done.
2: Um, And then we get, uh, she talks about how animators will like keep a sword with them. And then we get like this little part of an animator swinging a sword around to like figure out how it should look. Um, and Misuzaki says that animators are like actors in that sense. Like anything they animate, whether it's a dog or a cat or the ocean, it's the animator acting in some capacity. And I think that's lovely. I've never thought of it that way. Like, obviously, like when they're animating characters, I think of it in that way, Mm -hmm. but not like inanimate objects in the way they should be animated. I am the wind. I know how (laughs) it flows. Gotta use
1: references. gotta be
2: the marble.
1: Anyone that tells you you can't use references is a fucking idiot. Animators use them all the <laughs> yeah. time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Don't feel bad for using references. I use them all the time. Yep. Um, and then Kanamori decides that they should work on something that they care about. Because if they don't, it won't be good. Like, logistically, it won't be good. Because if they try to make something like longer and flashier, it's not going to be complete. But also, like she wants them to work on something they care about, because then they will put in the work.
1: They'll be motivated. Because they'll make it be
2: good. yeah. Um. So then they layer some stuff together. A girl on a cool background. They're like, she's got to have a sword. She's gonna fight a tank. How? Who knows?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, with a uh, sword.
2: You know how those are great on
0: uh, t- tanks.
1: Yeah, works all the time.
2: Um. And Midori gets excited about the idea of, like, her having an oxygen tank and mask to imply that, like, she comes from another planet. So then, by that implication, she can, like, take advantage of the gravity of this other planet and, like, jump around and stuff. Um, And they're getting really excited about it. And Kanamori is just standing to the side worrying about the cost of animation paper.
1: (laughs) Can we make it ourselves? Um, It's just three holes. (laughs)
2: Uh, and we see some, like, samples of the animation. Like, some of it is more detailed than others, and then some of it is, like, super sketchy. Um, and, like, it's it's hard to describe. Like, it's just a cool sequence of a schoolgirl fighting a tank. Mm-hmm. And they, like, have her run to the high ground so the tank can't get her. And then, just as they're about to clash, they'll leave everyone on a cliffhanger. <gasps> and that's when ah. the episode ends. <laughs>
1: <sighs> the Suspense. Yeah, I love, even in the little storyboarding we see of them doing it at the very end, uh, Midori says, like, oh, the tank has two barrels, like, in the front, like, two guns to shoot from. And even in the storyboarding sequence, when it shoots at the girl with the sword, you see two different types of ammunition coming out of it, like a yeah. standard, like, ballistic shell, and then, like, a long-range missile coming out of it and stuff. So even that detail, that was just earlier in the episode that she offhandedly mentioned, gets carried over into yeah. the storyboard.
2: All of these sequences are so super cool, but, like... I had a lot of trouble taking notes on them because I was just like, there's no way to describe this. Very visual. And like... Have you seen uh,
0: anime? It's like
1: that. (laughs) It's that.
0: No, not like this, how this show is an anime, but like how anime is anime, you know?
2: You know? You know what I'm saying? And it just, like, it almost feels, it doesn't feel useless to talk about it, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, this isn't actually what's happening. Like, the whole space sequence, I was like, obviously, they're just fixing the roof, and this is just a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's just, I don't know. It, it was hard for me to describe. Like, it was hard to take notes, because I was just like, it's, they're, they talk so much about things. Like, obviously, I missed a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. information being thrown at you, like, all at once, both. In the fantasy, like, settings where, like, I'm in space and I'm spray painting this electrostatic paint spray on it so it doesn't corrupt the shit. Like, Midori talks a lot. And then there's also the technical jargon of the actual animation process. So there's just a a lot of info being thrown at all at once. Um, And then, yeah, we are are doing a disservice because it is so visual. So, like, no matter how much we describe it, it is, you know, better to see it for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's great to watch, but hard to take notes on. Yes. <laughs> so,
1: that's episode three. Mm-hmm. Are we there yet?
2: Yeah, this uh,
0: definitely works in tandem with Shirbako of being sort of the, like, dreamy, uh, <laughs> uh, before the reality of uh, having your soul <laughs> crushed in animation. <laughs> um, I think, uh, just like going into this show, like most shows, I try to go into it with a mind frame of, like, Okay, I'm a person who has seen zero anime. I think this would genuinely be a great show to be like, hey, if you're interested, let's watch an anime about people talking about how great anime is and how it works (laughs) and why it's not just a jumble of action, but like actually talking through like, okay, we're in the logistics of this world, it's great, Uh, and it's also beautiful in and out of their fantasies so it would be like a great introduction uh even yeah like it's not so obtuse and like uh up it's own anime but that it's like indecipherable for <laughs> someone new if you go into it like yeah these kids like drawing cartoons that's all you, you need so you can take someone who has no experience and be like okay here's something cool <laughs> they're actually gonna talk through it like really storyboard out these, like, fantasy sequences as you watch them so you can see, like, the thought that's going into it and get that insider perspective. And, yeah, I think it really works on that level.
2: Yeah. Before watching it, I don't know why, but I always thought that Kanamori was the main character.
1: Because <laughs> everyone, I don't like, really know memes on her and, like, highlights her yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's because I, I'm trying to think of a character that does something similar. Her for people who haven't seen her, yeah, like we said, very tall. Uh, She's got big eyes, but just small, like, dot pupils. And then her mouth is just, like, the teeth that just go down to the end of her head. Like, so she doesn't have, like, a lower jaw a lot of times. She doesn't have the full mouth. It's just teeth. So she's very visually striking compared to the rest of the characters. So it's easy to just Mm -hmm. grab her and be like, you know who she is. Like, either from the silhouette or just the face.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, we didn't mention it, but... Because it's so inconsequential, but the teacher's lounge is in a swimming pool, is like it? an unused swimming yeah, pool.
0: I was trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't pick that up. I was like, yeah. that's a baller ass room, but yeah. why is there like a yeah, bridge it- over the top?
2: yeah it like struck me when they were like looking down on it from it was a shot looking down on it from above i was like that's a swimming pool that's an empty swimming pool what the heck i love that (laughs)
1: that's interesting like i
2: love these random things of like they just keep building new stuff that like the old stuff just goes unused or they like repurpose it into something like this i just think that's so cool and like especially for
0: every other anime about a club You see the same teacher lounges, the same Mm -hmm. club rooms, but being Mm -hmm. like, no, they're in an abandoned uh, uh, windmill by the river, they're in an unused swimming pool converted into a teacher lounge. It just makes it so much more interesting to see, rather than, okay,
1: yeah, uh, oh, there's a chalkboard on that wall. Interesting. How (laughs) weird for a school. Ooh, the chalkboard's black instead of being a dark green like most anime. Interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What variety. A bold Um, choice. (laughs)
2: i wonder what that symbolizes
1: (laughs) the upward dark struggle of the main kit no Uh, yeah i didn't even realize it was a swimming pool it definitely looks different it's definitely striking like ooh, what's like why is this like the layout like it is that's cool i i never realized this is the second or third time i'm watching it yeah i didn't pick that up that's really interesting um and yeah i was worried about being bogged down with information for any newcomers for either who are familiar with anime but not familiar with the animation process or for people who aren't familiar with anime at all and having just this stuff, like, hurled at you because it is just a ton of information. But I think it does give you perspective because we saw uh, Mizusuki was clearly a fan of animation and appreciated the stuff that is hard to do in animation, like the very realistic, slow, methodical scenes. But for Mm -hmm. most people, that's just like, oh, why spend all that time drawing that when you could just, you know, take a live action shot and film it versus the big exaggerated fantasy explosions, which like, yeah, that's animation. And she's like, no, that's easy to do. Like, you know, you can learn how to do smoke and fire effects, like a lot easier than, you know, slow, methodical single shot takes of a character. So I was worried. There's like, it's a, I think we've talked about it before with another show. I forget exactly which, but it's like, there's a, like making something for fans of animation and ma- making mm-hmm. something for uh, people who understand animation, like you know, yeah. we see that with music all the time, where it's like, ah, this is the musician's musician. Where on a technical level, it's incredibly impressive, but from a, like, uh, I like guess, superficial level, it's kind of just jar- jargon, and no one can really understand it. Yeah, it's, like, mm-hmm. like it's heard the I'm,
0: jazz versus like, yeah. uh, uh, smooth jazz. That's uh, playing in <laughs> your Uber. Where it's like, yeah. oh, no, uh, the uh, giant steps, baby, <laughs> changing the uh, the chord progression every, like, four bars. It's like, no, we just want to see pretty
1: stuff. Yeah, I've heard that with stand-up comedians a lot where it's like, ah, he's the comedian's comedian, which means he's not very successful, but he's breaking the structure <laughs> of jokes. So comedians appreciate yeah. it, but the audience doesn't.
0: It's, so it's like, uh, dead silent in the room, but you hear
1: from the back just that,
0: oh, I get it. <laughs> I, I like <laughs>
1: one guy in the back just going <laughs> uh yeah so I, I was concerned about that because I, I am both a weeb and a big fan of animation so i'm like this is lined up perfectly for me but i'm not sure <laughs> how it would for anyone you know coming to it with different eyes so i'm i'm happy to hear from you Dugan, that you did enjoy it and uh it's kind of shows you how to appreciate the animation once you're watching it because they do go into bigger and crazier stuff later on and they show you all the work that goes into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th-
0: this is uh, definitely good and inspiring for the the animation
1: folk out there.
2: Yeah, yeah this was really cool. <laughs> it's
1: also just great seeing like the characters so passionate about their hobby because I'm I'm d- by no means an artist or an animator, but I was like after watching it, I'm just like I gotta fucking do something. I gotta use this energy. Like I'm motivated. <laughs> I gotta do something. Uh, yeah. I so,
2: gotta draw something. Those are the draw. best
1: shows. Rudy, leave it like, I can do this. Something. I should do
2: this. I should do th- not
1: even <laughs> not even like specifically with drawing. I'm just like I gotta just use this energy. Like I'm I'm amped up. I got I got find a hobby and do something with it. <laughs> so it was just really fun to watch and it was uh, motivating. Uh, and do <laughs> with the teacher, we see um, later in the se- uh, season they come in and work on like a weekend at the school. And, you know, students are supposed to be there on the weekend, so they have to have their advisor come with them. He just hangs out in, like, an abandoned car playing, like, 15 Game Boy games for, like, all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does nothing. And he's just, like, chilling and vibing the whole time. It's like, he's great. He's a great character. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, we know nothing about him, and we never will. <laughs> just the teacher equivalent of the old dog that just sleeps on the floor it- and does nothing else. Exactly, he's the old guard dog that doesn't get up anymore. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But I'm glad to hear y'all enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm I'm glad we loved this show, and we can we can keep this love flowing next week for our Valentine's Day. What a good segue! Oh yeah, let's live in the moment and not power through. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so. we are going to ha- keep it nice and light and romantic for uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, we're going to watch the original Fruits Basket. Fruits Go Basket. Oh, wow. I always forget where the uh, uh, plural goes
2: in, in the one <laughs> that makes I the w- least sense. want to say it's both. Isn't it Fruits Basket? Oh, no. Fruits Basket.
0: Yeah. Fruits, fruits Plural baskets. Basket singular. <laughs> huh.
2: Okay. So, yeah. As you
0: can fruits tell, baskets. we know a lot
1: about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, but Mr. Yeah, Peabody, uh, get the Wayback Machine.
0: We're going <laughs> OG. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if there's a show you would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com. Uh, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, areweebthereyet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan.
2: You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiodd on Twitter at... Uh, At HoneyD8 and HoneyDart. And surprise, I'm actually going to start streaming on Twitch. Oh,
0: shit.
2: Yeah, on my own channel, which is Honey underscore D. And Honey on all of them is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Nice.
1: Good thing someone streams here, because I fucking haven't. (laughs) (laughs) It takes takes a lot of energy and I, I use games to relax i don't want to do it anyway um i understand
0: <laughs> i'm just it's, a coward someone's gonna I'm be just, like hey you're bad at this and then i'll never do it again
2: <laughs> start crying immediately end the stream and start crying uh
1: instead of the usual shit i plug uh, i'm gonna double back and replug starship goldfish which is the animated pilot i talked at the beginning of the episode it is about a dumbass himbo in space and his robot dad taking care of him, protecting his ass from his own Sold. mistakes. It's,
2: yeah. You had me at robot himbo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it is on YouTube. You can look up Starfish Goldfish, or you can look at uh, Sam's Sweet Milk, which was the original title of it. And I highly recommend watching it. It is, I think, incredibly well done, and it will also give you an idea of what cartoon pilots are out there and what does and doesn't get picked up and how much of an actual process it is to actually pitch a show like that. So... Give them a check. They deserve it. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Thank you to Camille Rooley for her artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime.
2: I want some milk
0: so bad.
1: Gotta draw!